Unchained Rock Show, All Talk with Steve Harrison. You're listening to Steve Harrison. Here we are at the steel city that is Sheffield, <laughs> uh, a mighty fine venue, the O2 Academy. And uh, it gives me a great pleasure uh, to be talking to, uh, from Hailstorm, the first night of their UK run, totally, completely, utterly sold out tour. Ooh. Mr. Joe Hottinger, Joe, how are you doing? Hello, I'm doing wonderful. That's Thanks a, for having me. Hey, no problem at all. That is good to hear. So, first night, first night nerves on a, on a completely sold out UK tour, or <laughs> is it one of those where you just can't wait to get out there? No, we're <laughs> we're ready. We've been uh, we just did some shows in Russia and yeah. Finland and Ireland and kind of warming up for this. And yes. I think we're ready. We have a we do a new set list every night, so we have a barn burner tonight. And like I don't know why, you know, we just switch it up and yeah, try to try out new things, see what works, and it's a ripper tonight. It'll yeah. be fun. Oh, yeah. that's that is great. Oh, is that something that you you like to mix up? Then is that sort of a, is that to test each other in terms of let's change the set list tonight? Well, yeah, we you know we <laughs> we always have kind of switched it up a bunch, and then this last summer tour. Um, it was we had like it was a co-headline tour and we had 75 minutes and we got a bunch of really good moments together and kind of kept it the same for a few weeks and yeah i think it's just like we got bored with it and the crew seemed bored and we were just like <laughs> man we gotta like we, we can't do that like, yeah, yeah. We just gotta keep it interesting keeps us on our toes and sometimes you, you always find some new moments that you didn't know yeah you know we're there so that's it. so it's just fun yeah indeed uh, and of course uh, selling out the complete UK tour so that must yeah. be uh, quite pleasing shall uh, we say yeah we it's <laughs> awesome man we didn't know how it was going to go I remember they went on sale in January I think and like our, our uh, booking agent was like uh, they sold really well yeah. this weekend <laughs> uh, it's going to sell out quick like seriously like we haven't headlined here in two years yeah. now maybe yeah. or more so we didn't know how it was going to go. We were just kind of like, oh, I hope, you know, and yeah, it's incredible. Yeah. So it's exciting. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and of course, all like that on the back of uh, what is an absolutely sensational album. Oh, thank uh, you. This is like absolutely brilliant. Uh, and getting so many well-deserved plaudits as well. Uh, and I'm interested because I think I've sort of read one or two comments from your good self uh, that, sort of, that sort of talks about uh, it's the album that you sort of either always wanted to make or you, when yeah. you went into the studio you know what you didn't want to have so where did that come from then? Yeah, it's, it was a you know, it was a long process getting this record together and mm. like I said or like you just said we, we, did, we went in there knowing what we didn't want to do because we'd written a whole bunch of songs right. and we were just like man I don't know about this and we showed him to our producer Nick Reskalinix and he's like yeah this isn't the Hailstorm record I wanted to make we're like oh good because we're on the same page and Nick is like Nick's a good buddy and he's always honest with us which is you know the true test of a friend yeah even you know like we never tested it but whatever he just always like was that solo cool he's like no that solo was not cool and we got to you got to redo that. I'm like, okay, yeah, because you can feel it, you know. But you're like, yeah, well, maybe it squeeze. No, come on, come on, do it right. Yeah, I'm like, okay, you're right. And uh, he's just one of those dudes that never played games, and you know, we he kind of like instilled in us. He's like, well, just trust yourself. He's like, if you're excited about the music, then your fans will be excited. Yeah, and which is a concept we hadn't really thought of before, which is dumb because it's simple. But like, yeah, let's just try to maintain excitement about every song and make yeah. sure there's moments in each one and we wrote a ton and you know yeah it was a it was a process but we 
it was good for us. We needed to do that and get through it. And yeah, yeah. So, uh, I mean, this, it's been out there for a couple of months now. So uh, you've been sort of uh, touring as well. So you've been able to gauge the sort of crowd reaction for, for the news. So they, that, that could also the chestnut of, this, of the question. So well received by the fans and a, and a life. Yeah, so far, so good. I was really, yeah. I've really been anxious to get over here and see how everyone reacts. And it feels like the new so- sounds, which was by design, they sound bigger live, you know? Yeah. And, which is what we were trying to do, bigger riffs and something that'll sound better in bigger rooms, you know? That yeah. You do a big, a fast riff, you can barely hear it in like bigger auditoriums and arenas. And But if you do a big, fat riff, you know, it just bounces oh, off yes. the rolls. Just just what we're writing. We were kind of going for a lot of those. And yeah. then again, the first single is a quick one. And that's just fun, though. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Some <laughs> sort of balance. But... Um, but yeah, it's, so far, so good. They, they just sound heavier. Yeah. I, I said that in some other interviews. We're like, yeah, we didn't realize we were making such a heavy record. Yeah. We didn't. And it wasn't the goal. It was just, we were just doing riffs and things that got us excited. Yeah. And you don't realize until like we first time we played our Black Vultures. We're like, whoa, wow, that's got some weight on it. Yeah, you know? like, definitely. Compared to the song, other songs that we're used to playing. Yeah, and yeah. Once we, we got it in that sort of perspective of a live setting around our other side, I was like, oh, wow cool yeah that feels good yeah yeah I mean that's, uh, re- that was released early doors and as soon as I heard that it was like I cannot wait for the album I was fortunate <laughs> to get a preview copy and it's just been killer all the way you know and you say sort of that, that heavier riffs uh, killing ourselves to lay you know skulls etc it's just yeah. you know there's some you know some serious riffage yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely definitely um, so in terms of gear then let's uh, yeah, I've noticed that on social media just recently you've just uh, posted a picture of a very nice Hollow Sparkle. Is it Manson? Manson, yeah. They make some neat things. Yeah. They're, yeah, they're unique, man. They're built here in England, in the south of England. Yeah. Um, I came across one in L.A. There's only one dealer in the U.S. in L.A. And I went out, Lizzie and I went out to L.A. to do some writing. And I didn't know, we had just come from Japan, so I didn't have any of my gear, no guitars. I was like, cool, yeah. excuse to buy a guitar. <laughs> like I did, of course, like online and looking at all the guitar shops at their inventory. And there was this really cool custom white SG that I was going to get at this shop and Imperial Vintage and Burbank. And and it was being repaired or something, so they didn't yeah. have it there. So I was like, well, okay. And we were like, this is like an hour before our writing session. So I was like, well, I got to pick something out here. Uh, <laughs> and I was like, I was like, Manson, you know, I'd, I'd seen Manson's before, but I'd never played one. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, we're the only dealer. And I was like, what are those knobs? <laughs> and he explained it to me and I started messing with it. And I was like, oh my God. And um, like wrote every song we wrote. I was just using that thing and all the weird yeah, tones yeah. it can get. Like it's so, it's such a different way of, it's a guitar, but it's just so much more that can do with it and, yeah and uh they had like two of the songs ended up on the record from yeah. that and they have very similar riffs you can kind of hear yeah, yeah. So I was sitting there just doing the yeah. same <laughs> shit every time but it was uh yeah I don't know so I called them and I had them make me one just like the red one I got in yeah. the states yeah and I'm gonna leave that here in Europe so I don't you know instead of importing the guitar yeah indeed it, yeah. yeah just we have one here yeah so are you, a, are you a gear nerd then? Are you a sort of vintage collector? Have you got like hundreds of guitars, stashed some in your storage in Europe and some over in the States then? You know, I just counted. <laughs> oh, there we go. If somebody asked me that, and I was like, I don't know. And I just updated my list for insurance. And I think I have like, well, now that there's that new Manson, that's, I think that might be 45 or 46 guitar. Okay. And the problem is I like love them all. 
So I can't really like sell. I know I could sell a handful. And I, I don't have like too many like vintage, vintage. I have a 59 Les Paul Jr., which is cool, but it's like a player. It's like refinned and new frets. Yeah. And, and it's not like, look at that piece. It's yeah, more yeah. like it sounds great like a 59, but it's yeah. not like a collector piece. Yeah. And I just got a 64 Fender Bass 6. Have you ever seen those? No, I haven't now. They're, they're really weird and kind of rare. And I got such a... Some guy, it was another reef in, some guy had peeled all the paint off, so it's just like natural wood. Yeah. And I, I knew that they were weird. They sound insane. It's like, basically, it's shorter than a bass, but longer than a baritone, right. and it's six bass strings on it. Fender makes a pack for it. And it's got three, and it's got like a tremolo, like an old Fender. Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just one of the cool, coolest instruments, and I got such a good, because they go for like... After I got it, I didn't even look. I just, I was like, this is what I need. I'm having it. <laughs> and um, I got it for so cheap because I looked online and like, uh, you know, obviously it was refinished, but it still sounds yeah. the same yeah. as a 60s Fender. Yeah. And they go for like over 10 grand and I didn't pay anything. I like paid a 15th of that. Right. Them. Okay. And nice. Yeah. And it wasn't, I don't know, whatever. We all love a bargain, don't we? Yeah. It was like, it's such a, <laughs> I didn't even realize I was getting such a deal. I just got it because it was affordable and. I looked and I was like, oh man, I got yeah. like a kid. Yeah, too Sorry. <laughs> are you, uh, are you uh, sort of, um, there's always that continued argument about uh, true valve or Kemper, so where do you stand on that one then? Um, I, I have two Kempers. I love yeah, them, I like play, but yeah. I don't play them live. Yeah. Um, to me, I, I, I like to feel a stage shake and yeah. I want to blast, you know, that's, oh, yes. that's where you get to, like I have an old <laughs> 70s Marshall at home yeah. that I use and. I that thing like clears land. It is so loud. We have to turn even in like arenas and like big festival shows. I have to turn the cabinet around, and oh, I mean right. I blow through speakers because it's yeah. just so brutal. And it's awesome. There's no feeling like it. Just and I love going to festivals now because every band is on Kempers or Axe Effects. Yeah. And you know, if you watch them side stage, you're like, okay, I hear the drums. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's it. And I, yeah. I, I, I don't know, you can kind of hear it come out of the speakers a little bit up front, but you don't really know what's going on. But I know if you stand anywhere near our stage, you're going to get like bringing through because it's get it. loud, you know. And I'm always proud of that. We still use absolutely. Yeah, it's just more fun. Indeed. Now, you just mentioned their festivals, so I've noticed a little announcement. Uh, that uh, Download Australia yeah, 2019 man. is looming for Hailstorm. How about man. it? What a lineup, too. Oh, yeah, I cool. know. Yeah. That's awesome. We're going to be done. Quality metal bands on that. I don't right? know when we're going to play during the, or what the, you know, the or running order is, but I'm sure we'll be done early enough to go and have a lot of fun watching Ozzy yeah, and Alice in Chains and Slayer. Like, yeah. Get out. Yeah. Slayer. Yeah, <laughs> indeed. Yeah, that's The first time I ever saw Slayer was in Tokyo at some festival and and there's, I was just like, yeah, you know, it sounds like war coming at you. Yeah, it's, absolutely. It's yeah, but I, we, we are that old. My good lady sat there. We saw Slayer in 1986. Cool. Raining blood in Manchester, just down the road. Wow. So we Where at the Apollo? He was at the Apollo. Yes. Me. Yeah, I love that place. That's, it's a great venue, isn't it? Yeah, it really is a great venue. We'll be there in a few days. Indeed, I have a great picture. I got this. <laughs> I won this silent auction, and we were on the Ryan James Dio benefit album we yeah. played the show and there was like a great silent auction on the foyer and like Lizzie do we donated some stuff and there's a bunch of Dio stuff there too yeah. from Wendy and 
I found the weirdest thing I could find in there and I bid on it and I, I got it and it was like some bookends Ronnie's personal bookends yeah, with yeah. Like his initials on it <laughs> I was like oh, I got Ronnie's bookends now it was so bizarre but it came with like these so a few books too and one was this um, photo book that I forget the name of the photographer signed by the photographer and uh, there's some amazing pictures from early Dio shows him playing the Apollo with his fringe like from yeah. behind them, you know, and yeah, yeah, like that picture is one of the best pictures in the book. And yeah. first time we played Apollo, I was like, it's like the yeah, <laughs> <Dio, laughs> awesome. Where do you stand uh, on the uh, the hologram tour? Because uh, and uh, I, I, I went to see it. It came out did one day in the UK. And I spoke to Craig Goldie afterwards, and Wendy Dio was there. It was practically sold out at the Academy in Islington. Uh, and I've got to say, I think it's uh, it's, it's really has split the sort of uh, fans right down the middle it's that those that either love it or hate it's very Marmite I don't know I don't <laughs> care honestly like whatever if yeah. they're putting on a show go ahead and do it yeah. I don't think you know it's a celebration of the music absolutely and that's kind of and, and what, a, what, what a cool way to do it you could, everyone can play the records and yeah. you get to kind of see it with a live band and it's a little strange for sure but yeah it's only going to get weirder. Technology's only getting better. Indeed, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I think the bonus on that is that it's actually, you know, you get to hear the music by actually the people that wrote it with Ronnie James at the same time as well. Oh, so cool. that adds to it. Yeah, yeah that's, and that's, you're not going to see that anywhere else. Yeah. You don't get that just hit and play on a record. Yeah, indeed. That is, that is yeah. very true. So, uh, the next 12 months, uh, and uh, extremely busy for you guys, then I take yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think we're already booking into the end of next year here in yeah. the UK. And yeah. Yeah, I don't know, whatever. Yeah. We'll get home one day. <laughs> one day, <laughs> one indeed. And of course, 2019 as well, yeah, we talked there about Download in Australia. Uh, I'm not even going to talk about Download UK just yet because it's still a, bit, a bit too early. Yeah, and of course, there's all those things where I people say, I can't tell you, I don't know. Yeah, yeah exactly. I don't know. I but of course, it's uh, 10 years since the release of the debut album as well, 2019. Is that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, good for that. I don't know what that means. I don't... <laughs> Any significance, or is it one of those where, yeah, it's 10 years, great, and we'll enjoy the moment and then move on? Yeah, I, I haven't even thought about it. I don't know. They, we could definitely do something fun with it, but um, whatever, we're promoting Vicious too. Absolutely. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. And those songs are more fun to play anyway. Yeah. <laughs> we, we've been doing that the last few shows. We've been like pulling out songs that we haven't played in a few years. Yeah. We did one off the first album in Dublin, then we did one from an EP even before the first album yeah, yeah. in Northern Ireland and it was like oh my god what were we thinking why would you write a song like this like oh jeez <laughs> that's terrible <laughs> there's some cool moments in it but it's yeah, like yeah. oh wow alright yeah. it's fun though it's fun to go back and like look at that but there's a lot, a lot of songs in that first record where it's just like whoa yeah. I haven't listened to it in so long I yeah. don't know we'll do something we'll yeah indeed 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 uh, so uh, the aspirations then around Vicious uh, selling out the whole of the tour in the UK uh, what are the aspirations then for sort of Hailstorm as a band for the future do you sort of see see the things and think actually we'd like to achieve this in the next two years three years five years you know I think uh, the, the true goal is what it's always been just keep growing keep getting better and to, you know I think yeah. Seems like when we focus on like getting better and being better musicians and being better live, um, whatever you know, we work on it every single day. Yeah, trying to like our, get our improv moments that we do, make those better, and and 
have a better show if something's awkward or someone's missing something we talk about it like hey you keep missing that part dude like yeah. or they tell me Joe you're blowing that riff I'm like I know <laughs> um, but you know to really like work at it and and I feel I don't know I hope and it seems like the more we just focus on that it seems to just keep yeah. building yeah. and <clears throat> then just same with writing in the studio just try to keep getting better and yeah. fight for those moments and look for new ones and that's all. That's the journey. That yeah. is the destination. Is that just keep? I don't know. It's fun. We yeah. really like playing live, and hopefully, it keeps growing. And yeah, that, that's. And I think every time that we've seen you, that is absolutely apparent. That you're absolutely loving it up there, yeah. and you know, really connecting well with with audiences all over the world, and certainly in the UK, definitely. Yeah, it's crazy. Crazy how that works. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> well, Joe, thanks very much for uh, giving us uh, your time today. Wow. Really do appreciate it. Thank you, man. Uh, looking forward to the uh, set later on today. Uh, and uh, I hope you have a total blast over here on the Excel Out UK tour. Yeah, party. And uh, long may uh, your successes continue and grow. Thanks, bud. Cheers, man. Appreciate it. Cheers.